Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Hello, my little business babies. We're excited to chat with you about reaching our first 100K downloads on this podcast that you're listening to right now. <laughs> I feel like we should have brought like a confetti popper. I know. For sound effects. Sound effects. Please <laughs> insert sound effect here. Yes. We're also, by the time you're listening to this, Lord knows how many downloads we have at that point, but we actually reached this, what, at the end of April? Yeah, something like that. It's been yeah. a couple of weeks now, and it'll probably have been more than a month by the time yeah. this episode airs. So basically, we'll be millionaires by the time <laughs> you guys are listening to this. But truly, I wanted to start this episode. A, we're obviously going to be talking about how we got to 100,000 downloads, the effects that having a podcast has had for our business, our marketing game plan for all of that stuff, and, and some strategies that we think have helped and made a difference. But first, I really want to start, if you haven't yet liked liked us, left stars, left reviews, and subscribed, and all of those good things over in iTunes, really, really, really please go do that. I know it's not the easiest thing in the world. Sometimes like you can do it from your phone. Sometimes you have to do it from your desktop. Sometimes you have to click like all these weird links. Lord knows if I can make that process easier for you, I would. I don't have connections at Apple just yet, so I can't change that. But it truly, truly, truly does help. Every time you talk about the podcast, every time you recommend it to someone, when you go subscribe and actually keep listening, when you leave us a review and type some words in there, it helps us out a ton. Seriously. So go do that, please. And thank you. And when you share it on social media, we see that, guys. If you put it in Instagram stories and tag us, I see it. I heart it. It makes my day. And it definitely helps reach more people. And we really do genuinely appreciate it. So we wouldn't have gotten to 100,000 downloads without your help. Um, it was definitely a group effort. So <laughs> I I think more than anything, we should do a big thank you yes. for 
everything you've done for our tribe and for our people. We really appreciate you specifically. You've done so much and we really do appreciate you being around these parts and we hope you stick around for years to come. Except for the two people who left a one-star review on iTunes. We don't appreciate that. (laughs) With no feedback, like literally just two one-star reviews with no comments. So... Go somewhere else. Well, every, everyone else, you guys are awesome. We really do appreciate you. But just to jump into some strategy, how did we get to 100,000 downloads in four short months? I'm sure a lot of you are like, seriously, yeah. how did they do Well, that? I think that there's a major caveat. See, that's my first time stealing your word uh, to all of the stuff that we're going to be talking about today. With podcasting and with the way that we've set it up and and even with other people that we know how they set their stuff up, it's really hard, really hard to see a direct correlation from one particular strategy, episode, link, literally whatever that affects everything. And it's that way really in, in your entire business, but even more so in podcasting. You can, we're going to share a marketing game plan and you can follow that. It's not like a guaranteed result. There's no like, if you follow this exact formula inside iTunes and it's going to work for you, it's still kind of such a mysterious medium and people are still like understanding how it works and how to like interact with it that it's really hard to measure it exactly. So we can tell you like, all of this stuff combined obviously helped us get there. It's never really just one thing. So please keep that in mind as we're like sharing some of this stuff, okay? Yeah, and I would say with that in mind, you you need to know that we didn't just magically go from zero to 100,000. I mean, the podcast did, but we had an existing business. We had an yeah. existing audience. We had people on other platforms that were highly engaged. So if you're brand new to business... I mean, obviously, everyone starts at zero. We started at zero everywhere else, too. But this was something we added almost a year and a half into business. And so it wasn't like we were launching from, you know, two weeks into business with a very small following. We had a pretty significant number of people who were consistently engaging with our content. And we just wanted to get more people engaged in a different way. So. And if you want to hear, yeah, if you want to hear more about what it costs to run a podcast and our initial thoughts, like 30 days in, we have an episode all about that where we dive into the numbers and who we've hired and like how we kind of actually run the show over here. So if you're considering, you know, the tech stuff and the the behind the scenes, you're definitely going to want to check out that episode. But let's talk about the marketing game plan that we set in place prior to launching. So to give you guys kind of an idea We were on a plane ride back from a conference in August of 2016, and basically everyone at that conference was like, you have a podcast, right? Like, what's the link? And we didn't. And so we had kind of thought about it for a hot second, and it was on that plane ride where we were like, what the hell? Like, let's just do it. Like, it sounds fun. Let's try it. Let's have another outlet for our people. And so it was in that season, later that fall, and definitely into like 
September or October, November, December area where we truly were like, okay, who can we reach out to right now? Let's design the graphics. Let's record some episodes. Let's decide, are we going to have it on its own website? Are we going to have it a part of our brand? Like we made all of those decisions before we even launched. Yeah. And I think we made a very strategic decision to not separate it. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people think, well, I'm going to have a totally different website and I'm going to have a totally different social media following for it. But the people listening are our tribe. And so for us, it didn't really make sense to have a totally different website and a totally different like social platform. And so to promote the podcast, we made a separate essentially blog stream on our current website. And we did buy like a separate URL, thestrategyhour.com, so we could direct people there. But it yeah, just otherwise it would be thinkcritically.com slash podcast or slash strategy hour or whatever, which just got too It was was too long. It it just needed to be simpler. So that was just to simplify things, but it still lives on one place. So there's one website that has our blog and our courses and like all of the stuff from us. And so Mm -hmm. that made it easier to promote our business in general. And then like when we were launching the podcast, we were like, do we launch another Instagram? And we're like, no, hell no. But that being said, we did secure the other yes. the other handle. So we have the strategy hour on Instagram and we made it a private account so people have to like essentially request to follow. We never approve anyone like on purpose. Like there's zero followers on that account. But in the bio, it says for episode updates, go follow us here. And it has like the URL to the strategyhour.com. And that's helped a lot because we have a lot of people in our tribe who accidentally tag the strategy hour, which is fine. We don't really care. But if people go there, they're not going to no man's land. They're going to be redirected back to us. Yeah. We also decided before launching how we were going to handle the announcement of new episodes. So since we decided to host it on its own blog role, but on our website, we decided to treat it just like we kind of launch every blog post. So our game plan for a blog post is post it every morning on Instagram, give a blurb about the blog, give a link, tell people why they need to go read. And so we decided that we were going to do the exact same thing for our podcast episodes where the first episode or first post on Instagram would be about the blog. The second post on Instagram that morning would be about the podcast when those came out. Now we have it to where Monday, Wednesday, Fridays are podcast on the Instagram and Tuesday, Thursdays are blog post on Instagram because that we've kind of changed up our content calendar. But we like thought hard about, okay, what are the graphics going to look like when we're sharing them? When we have guests on the show, are we going to have their headshot? Or are we just going to have like a, like a flat lay or a different picture? What were we going to have on that graphic? Like all of that stuff got worked out way before we were actually ready to release any of this stuff. We probably spent more time, I mean, just as much time thinking about the marketing as we did on recording and getting ready to launch the thing. And now that it's out 
and we have a plan in place, we've been able to have team members take over a lot of the behind the scenes marketing tasks Mm -hmm. for us. So we have someone create our podcast graphics and like upload things to Instagram for us. We even have things going out on Instagram stories every Monday, Wednesday, Friday when the podcast drops. But that wouldn't have been able to be automated if we hadn't created the system first. Right, right, precisely. We also, as you can hear in the other episode where we talk about the money being spent in podcasting, decided to invest early on in someone editing and someone transcribing the podcast, someone gathering our show notes. All of that stuff was a, we didn't have time and we didn't want to learn how to do those things. But having the podcast sit on its own blog role was very intentional, mostly because as we've said before, Google doesn't read SEO. So you have to have, if you're wanting people to find your stuff. Google doesn't read audio. No, you're right. I said that totally backwards. Google doesn't read the SEO from a video. Like it doesn't understand how to listen to a video and pull out keywords or audio file to make that searchable. So right now it only reads text, right? So when we have our editing team edit our episode, they also gather the show notes, bullet points, like, there's a ton of keywords inside of that content. And so we decided to host that on its own separate blog role to keep it a little bit separate, like its own identity within our business to not get confused with a regular old blog, but to still have the same searchability as our blog posts do. And it's also formatted a little different. We give them a little bit extra meat and potatoes, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. We have more info about our guest and links back to our guest social media and their website, which just, I mean, it's just good social karma, which we love to talk about. But then every time an episode drops, when we're not the person chatting, like you're listening today and it's just us, but every other episode we have a guest, Mm -hmm. which if you're a regular listener, you know that, but the guests are sent an email from someone on our staff that includes some shareable images and links to the episode so that they are encouraged to share. I mean, they're obviously Mm -hmm. not required forced to share Mm -hmm. they're asked to and a lot of them do and so that's definitely helped uh get the podcast word out there i will say that i think before going into it i thought that a lot of our traffic would come from our guests sharing about their episodes and at least to me again you can't really measure it like very specifically But I feel like that is not the case. Like they share it and like if their audience finds value, they're obviously going to listen. But like if you're going into this thinking, oh, I'm going to land some influencers and I'm going to land some people who have massive audiences and because they're going to share about my Mm -hmm. podcast, I'm all of a sudden going to get all of these people. That's just not the case. I will be real honest about we had some really big people as far as audience goes. Yeah. And we didn't necessarily see huge spikes in downloads at all. The The thing that probably helped the most, which I was surprised, was literally time. So yes. the longer the podcast is out, the more downloads it gets, which I mean, obviously, <laughs> but the episodes that are the earlier episodes they just have more downloads because yes. when people find our podcast, a lot of people, for whatever reason, I think it's because a lot of our friends are anal retentive and that's fine. Mm-hmm. 
But they they can't like they're like start I can't in the middle. I can't start in the middle. Why yeah. would I do that? So they have to go back to the beginning and they start at well, zero. And what happens is when you subscribe to a podcast, you subscribe to all of the episodes, not just like one. You can just download one or the other. Um, but if you're subscribing and if your phone is on Wi-Fi, it will automatically download those episodes to your phone for you. So you can listen even if you don't have like cell data. But I don't think it goes back to the beginning. I don't know. I'd have to I check it. I think it does. It does? I think it does. You might have a setting, like you might be able to tell it not to, but I think the default is that it does. I don't know. So, but another strategy we implemented from the very beginning, and we're still doing this, is we decided, you know, we wanted to make some money from the podcast, right? Obviously. And so it's expensive. If you guys go back and listen to the episode, you'll know exactly how much it costs to run. And, you know, podcasting is still so new that there's kind of some outdated teachings online where they say you have to wait to approach sponsors until you have X number of downloads, X number of uh, subscribers so times annoying. it by blah, blah, blah. And you spits out this number that you can technically should be able to charge for an episode. Well, y'all know that we don't subscribe to that. We subscribe to small, but mighty tribes and small, but mighty can be so impactful into your engagement. And and if you're offering them content, even if it's paid, that you know is going to add value to their life, that is going to outweigh any large audience any day. So we decided that even if we couldn't approach sponsors on day one, when we didn't even have a podcast yet, we were affiliates for people, right? Like ConvertKit. And we had a course about Trello and a free program, meaning you could sign up for our list and all of those good things. So we decided to record ad spots for those businesses that we had affiliates for or that we had a program related to and drop it inside our episodes just like it's a regular ad. And that I think, again, we can't have an, you know, like a direct correlation number for number wise, but has definitely helped our passive income. Well, and the reason we can't is because we like simple URLs and we don't like yes. slash blah, blah, blah. And so you could make very special links and put them in your episode, but we like things to be easy to remember. So mm-hmm. instead of having a million links with all these different endings, we use the same you know, link across the board across our business. And so we can't necessarily say, well, this was specifically from the podcast. Plus, most of these people aren't just listening to just the podcast. Generally, they're listening to the podcast, and then they might go sign up for the list, and then they're on the newsletter, and then they're kind of being Mm -hmm. nurtured in a bunch of different ways. The podcast might be like the string that or the I guess, is it the straw that broke the camel's back? I don't know what it is. (laughs) I almost said I think it's the marshmallow. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> but the thing that puts them over the edge and then they go buy something. I wanted to say something else specifically related to that. Oh, so with sponsors, so we haven't necessarily landed on air sponsor spots and we're working on that. Uh, don't you worry, people. Don't you fret. <laughs> but I think month two, maybe February, we opened up what we were calling so social sponsorships mm-hmm. that were more for y'all. 
They were for people just like you who had small businesses who had who wanted to reach our audience. And so instead of having on-air spots, we had them we gave them like a sidebar spot and would share them on Instagram, but we related it back to the podcast. And since we added that in, it's only 5 businesses per month, but that's paid for the podcast in full every month since we had that start, which has been really awesome. We haven't made like a ton extra, but at least it's like paid for itself. Yeah. Yeah. So right now we're just like spending our time, you know, reaching out to guests or recording episodes, obviously in marketing, but you have to expect to put that into any new strategy you're doing in your business anyways. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get it set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. 
After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. I think before we go into other things that helped, like all of that's to say... If you listen to the other episode where we talk about how much it is, and we strongly recommend people who are maybe just like kind of dilly-dallying and like maybe thinking podcasting is going to help their business to really, really, really be for sure that you're ready. Because there's a lot of tech learning curve, especially if you're going to edit your own episodes. And it's very expensive if you're choosing to pay someone to edit those for you and to, to get your show notes and to get your transcripts and all that stuff. At this point, we have definitely decided that it was worth it for our business, that we are growing our audience. We are reaching new people that haven't ever heard of us. We're providing content to our own audience in a new way. And, and I'll be honest with you, like at the beginning, I was like, okay, but we have so many people reading the blog and we have so many people coming to webinars. Like, do they want one more thing from us or is that just going to add to the noise? And luckily, like we've heard nothing but great things about how we help their commute be better. We help their time at the gym be better. We help with their cleaning their house be better. And that really, really, like I love listening to podcasts during all of those times in my life. So and I'm honored, like incredibly honored to be one of the people who you spend that type of time with. Like it's, it gives me goosebumps. And I think that's the biggest, biggest reward out of all. Yeah, it's all the kind words. It's all the good feedback that I mean, it makes it our time worth it. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, a couple months into this, like this was so new to us, everything else in our business seemed at least similar to things we had done in either other businesses we were in, or, you know, businesses we were part of in the past. But podcasting was like so new, such a different strategy that we were like, man, we could really use some people to bounce ideas off of. And Emily just randomly mentioned, she's like, there's this group of women, they're getting together and they're making a podcast mastermind. And I really want to be in it. Will you do this with me? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> well, it was like a yeah question mark because we've been a part of masterminds before, and this is yeah. a whole nother conversation, but they sucked, honestly. Like, I'm not going to sugarcoat it, where we were either giving way too much coaching and way too much strategy and we weren't getting really anything from it, or just like the nuggets that we would get were just so few and far between, and it just wasn't worth like taking out an hour or so of both of our schedules. So that's two hours if we're both sitting there right. out of our work day that we could be getting stuff done. Um, and it's really, really hard to find that really good group of people. This one is the bomb. So these ladies are awesome. We have Steph Crowder, Megan, and Hillary Hendershot. You need to listen to their podcast. They're all very, very different, and they touch on very different parts of your lives. But while you're at it, you definitely need to go download Profit Boss, Courage and Clarity, and Wild and Holy Radio should be coming out in the next couple of weeks, I believe. Yeah. And they're really nifty to follow also and just get help from in our mastermind because, you know, they do stuff in their podcasts entirely different than than we do and or that we did even thought of. So both Steph and Megan follow kind of the seasoned model of podcasting. So they'll release 
literal seasons of their show. So they'll take a big break and their their new season might have a new theme or topic or just kind of like direction. Or even um, like a format. Like Yeah. Mm-hmm. Steph's is a two-part format that you'll like you can understand if you listen to her show. And Hillary answers a lot of her like audience and customer client questions on her episodes. And it's all talking about money, which is super helpful. So it was interesting coming from like being a part of a group where they were coming from so many different industries and they had different size audiences and they had different like experience in that field already, or they were just kind of like winging it like we were. And that group has been so helpful in us being able to bounce ideas off of and get their feedback on, are we in the right spot? Is this what we should be doing? Are expectations like real? And so that clarity is is really nice. Yeah, we'll even send them like ad copy and, you know, have them give us feedback on certain things, things that are just not things we could send out to our audience to get feedback from, because it would be weird. (laughs) So I think the takeaway for you, even if you're not launching a podcast is if whatever you feel like is new, different or unique, even if it's just new for your business, if you're wanting to try Facebook Live or webinars or an e-course or whatever, Find some other people who are in a little bit different industries, but are still learning it and still wanting to implement it in their business and consider just starting like a little intensive, like a little focus group and create a Facebook group or hop on a Skype call or whatever and hash out ideas and and learn and bounce different strategies off of each other. I think, again, this is entirely different conversation. We're going to do a whole nother episode on masterminding, but I think it gets really overwhelming if you just go into the relationship like, I just want to mastermind about everything in my business. But if you can pull out one clear focus and and find your people and your topic based off that, it might help you more than you think. Yeah. And I've loved that, you know, in our whole podcast, we've been really able to meet so many new people. I never imagined how much it would kind of open us back up to creating relationships again. But we which we had taken a break from. (laughs) Yeah, we basically stopped meeting people. It was like, (laughs) we found each other and we're like, No, we're done. (laughs) We found each other. And then we went on two conferences back to back. And then it was like, I never want to see another human being in my life. (laughs) It was like, we were so burnout. And so we really stopped working on creating those rich relationships. But what the podcast has really forced us to do was create those again. And we'll have the guests on, but then they become friends or people that we can reach out to for different parts of our business. And they've helped us grow in other ways, I think, Mm -hmm. that has been really fun to just be a part of and feel like we just know more people in different industries. Yeah. Literally all over the world, which is cool. Bananas. So let's talk about some things that maybe we either haven't implemented yet, but we're thinking about, or just some kind of maintenance stuff that we've been doing in regards to the podcast now that we've reached this milestone and we're, you know, just wanting to keep this train moving and, and keep it, you know, doing bigger and better things. 
I think one of them we just did today, we went through and re-recorded all of our ads and a brand new intro. So by now you're listening to the new stuff. If you go back and listen to older episodes, you'll see what our old intro sounded like and some of those old ads. And it's not that any of those were broken or not serving their purpose, but we just wanted to make it fresh. You know, if we're putting out an episode three days a week, listening to the same thing three days a week. So we wanted to just give your ear holes something new and inspiring. So another couple of things that we've started doing was, I mean, just getting reorganized again. You get in this flow and then it's like the flow was working and then we got in launch mode and we were I mean, a little bit distracted, which I mean, A, we should be working on making money in our business. So the podcast was a little bit on the back burner. But our goal for this quarter is really focused on sponsorships. And to get to that goal, we needed to work on making that happen. And so we have some tactics in place to do that. So we created a sponsorship proposal, which is you know, like a packet that has a lot of information about our business and why would we would be great to work with other businesses. We also created a one sheet that really communicates why we'd be an awesome guest on other people's podcasts, because the Mm -hmm. more our name is sort of out there, it's just like good PR for our business and, you know, really growing our own podcast. Yeah, I think initially we had started those things really just as a canned email because we didn't have crazy cool stats to call out. We didn't, I mean, we did in our business, but not in our podcast. Again, that's a whole nother conversation where we don't really feel like we call out our stats enough, but that's a whole nother thing. But so we really just did that via email. So when we were getting people on the show before we even had a show, it was like, hey, here's what we've done. Here's our audience in other places. Here's what we have in mind for the show. You'd be perfect because X, Y, Z, let's get you on. And we got a lot of yeses. I think we got one no, like in the first couple months, everyone else was just like, heck yes, let's be on it now. Or hey, reach out to me like in a couple months. Um, So we did that. So then once we were able to get some numbers behind our podcast, some feedback from our podcast, we just recently recrafted that pitch um, and added in like literal testimonies and reviews and feedback that our guests have had. So we had one of our guests, Jessica, tell us that what her client inquiries 5x after on the show. Is that right? No, I think I it's like making numbers up. I think it was just twice as much, but still. You get 300 times as much. <laughs> Jess can quote me on that one. She won't mind the fluff. It's fine. But it increased her inquiries, right? So she got in front of our audience. We really, really stood behind what she talked about and what she can help you guys with. And that showed through in our episode. So we were able to do big things for our guest. And so we started to call that out in our pitches. And, you know, previously, it will still to this day, the podcast is invitation only. So we're typically reaching out to people we want to have on the show. But we've started to get a ton of emails from PR companies, from Facebook groups, from whatever, who had heard the show or had seen it and wanted to be on. And so that was kind of something unexpected. I'm the one that kind of filters through all of that stuff for right now. And that really took me by surprise to where... Like I was really shocked to see all of these PR companies like that they had heard of us, that they had seen us, that they were able to like find our contact info and like go down that rabbit hole of 
pitching their people to be on our show. Yeah. And it took an entire different mindset to like think about those people if they would be a good fit for our show versus when we were actually reaching out to people. I was so surprised. I mean, we've had a blog and a, like a growing audience for a year and a half and like they PR companies didn't necessarily reach out in droves to be on the blog. But then it was like, all of a sudden we had a podcast and it was like, our email inbox was just mm-hmm. insanity. This is not your invitation to flood us more. I'm just saying. Right now I don't care because Katie handles all of it. <laughs> That's true. Poor Katie. Sorry, Katie. Love you. Love you. <laughs> but so we decided, yes, okay, let's have a better vetting process. So like yeah. Abby and I sat down of like, okay, who do we want to have on the show? Who do we not want to have on the show? Like we really need to get back to the roots of why we want people on and mm-hmm. what we can have them teach and share. And so getting that moment of clarity back was really important to kind of sift through all of that noise. Another thing like Abby mentioned was the one sheet. So we'll attach this in the show notes if you guys want to see it because it's freaking beautiful and it's stunning and amazing and so helpful. Like why we waited five months to create a one sheet is beyond my comprehension because it's something that we can easily attach now when we are either wanting to be a guest on other people's podcasts or even just to kind of show like what our stuff is about. Like in general, it's really geared towards podcasting, but it gives people ideas on what we could talk about for a summit or their conference or their event. It doesn't matter. It's just talking points and different various like highlights of our audience and, and how we could serve them. And it's literally just one sheet. It's a one sheet PDF, has a whole bunch of stats on it, some bullet points and some quotes and some pictures. Done. Makes my life so easy. Thanks, Nikki. <laughs> Thanks, Nikki, for doing that. So I think now we're in this, you know, phase of, okay, it's working and it's paying for itself. Like, A, let's bring in some more money. And like, are the things that we thought would be great for the show early on still working? Yeah. Like, are the transcripts worth it? Are the show notes good? Like, are people actually reading them? Are the graphics okay? Like, What's the share process when we're telling guests like that their episode is live? Like, are the kind of nooks and crannies working to their fullest potential? Yeah. And I think the thing that we just have to keep reminding ourselves like over and over and over again, which, and you you just need to think about whatever your goals are, but like specifically the goals we have left this year is, you know, driving more revenue driving more subscribers and driving more downloads. And if what we're doing isn't doing one of those three things, then we need to assess why we're bothering. And so we, there's a lot of ideas that we come up with all the time. Like ideas is not the problem around TCC, (laughs) but we have to constantly battle you know, is it worth it is because are we going to do one of those three things? Right. And, you know, sometimes I need one of our team members to kind of slap me on the virtual (laughs) face saying, Abby, you're being distracted by a shiny squirrel. Yes. Sparkly squirrel. I almost (laughs) said shiny squirrel, which is not the same thing. You know, it's like it's hybrid cousin. It's fine. (laughs) 
So let's go ahead and head into talk strategy to me and let's pull away some takeaways to help someone with their marketing game plan for their podcast or just the next big thing that they're doing in their business and recommendations for them to make sure that that's like solid before they even launch the thing. Yeah. So I think the first thing I would do is when you are working on creating the thing, whatever the thing is, podcast, a course, a product, whatever it is, you need to spend just as much time working on the marketing as you are on creating the thing. Because the marketing is ultimately driving your sales and the sales are what keep you in business and what feed your family. So you have to be focused on that. And so if that means taking a break to work on graphics or work with a photographer or something like that, those are the things that need to be happening. Yeah. My second thing is once you implement that marketing game plan, 30 days in, 60 days in, reassess if that's actually working. I think when you, before you start something, you have all of these brilliant ideas and you might pick all of them, but it turns out that maybe one isn't even driving any traffic and it's just taking a little bit of extra time out of your day, or even if it's out of your VA's day, it's just something that you could be spending your energy on elsewhere if it's not truly driving that traffic, driving downloads, driving sales, whatever it may be, really, really reassess that thing. And then the third thing I would do is, you know, have a a roadmap of what you're justifying it against. So if you don't have your ultimate goals set for the year, I you need to go back and make sure that those are happening. So when those new things pop up, you can really justify, is it worth your time going after those? And if not, Say goodbye, say sayonara, it can happen in 2018. And I think my last, it's not a tip, but just more of a little bit of encouragement. Everyone is figuring this out. Sometimes you're just guessing on marketing strategies. Sometimes you're going to pour energy into something that doesn't drive you any traffic or revenue. It happens. This is not a foolproof game plan. There is no foolproof game plan for your business, especially when it comes to marketing. Mm -hmm. Social media is changing all the time. Blogging is changing all the time. Podcasting, live video, all the things are changing constantly. So you kind of just have to pick one and put all of your effort into it, but tweak it and look back on it and measure the results and don't be afraid to cut things when they're not working for you. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love the show? 
It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.